Hi, this is Linda, and this is today's podcast, What Does Life Expect From You? Life expects you to take care of you, and no one else knows you like you, and no one else can take care of you like you. Always be sure to buy the best organic food you can, and maybe you have to eat a little bit less, but eat the best. Buy the best. I was born in 1942 and was on the edge of being women taken care of and being a homemaker and mommy or being highly educated and no children or children in daycare from the time they were born. To me, this on-the-edge girl, I was walking between two different worlds. I have done the best I could. I am still productive at 75, and I still stay healthy at 75 and love my life. So I guess I've hit my stride and found my purpose and had a meaningful life and love my family, my children, who are all successful in their own right and are productive adults in their middle age now. I don't like whiners. I'm not a whiner. I'm not a complainer, so I hate complainers. I'm not a needy woman, so I don't like needy women. I just don't like them. I just feel sorry for them. I do not like people who who expect others to fix their problems. It's, it is difficult. Life is difficult. Life is difficult. And hate is a very strong word. I feel sorry for them. I want everyone to live the life they want and need. Life is short, and I will always go back to what my sister said two weeks before she died. The only thing I regret is not doing more with my life. I know I could have. I don't want to say that at the end of my life, and I don't want you to say that at the end of your life. You have so much to offer, and I do not want anyone else to make that statement. So this podcast is about characteristics that you may know you have but will help you in your purpose and your meaningful life because it's all about you and finding that purpose and finding that meaningful life. And and knowing what does life expect from you. If you know, you know. You will know the answer and hope this podcast helps in that search, in that goal, in that dream, and in that success. But staying healthy is the main part of all this mind, body, and spirit. Staying healthy is easier than getting healthy. So that's how come I want you to stay healthy. So to stay healthy, you have to know you. And you cannot be listening to TV to find out what is good for you or listen to the doctor who does not know you, know you and what is good for you, your blood type, your personality type, your lifestyle, your environment. I cannot stress enough that you have to consider everything in today's life so that you stay healthy. You have to know a lot about everything around and what all this is made up of, and how to stay healthy. You have to do prevention. I want you to die healthy. Die of old age. I want to die of old age. This this should be a mantra of each of us. It is my mantra. I want to die of old age. But to do that, I have to have a protocol. I have to take care of myself. 
Remember, there are toxins and chemicals everywhere in today's world, in the environment, in the air, in the soil, in the food, anything wrapped in plastics. Beware of your environment. Know that the air is polluted. Your food is polluted. Your soil is polluted. What that chicken eats on the farm is going into your body. So know what that chicken eats. Everything that goes into your mouth has probably been touched by depleted uranium by now, after 70 years of war, after Roundup, after all the aluminum and plastics and chlorine, amongst other toxins and chemicals. So you go from there and keep your body clean. One of the things I do is I drink calcium bentonite organic clay. I just buy organic clay from my organic guy and mix the portions and drink a little bit each week. It takes the heavy metals out of my system. You need to take the heavy metals out of your system. And I will talk about calcium bentonite clay more in later episodes. In this segment, we will continue to talk about Dr. Diodamo's fingertip research. I love that. Who would have known? Who would have thunk that our fingertips are so important? Today's topic is titled Arches and CIP Disease. According to Hopkins gastroenterologist Marvin Schuster, Dr. Marvin Schuster, fingerprints can help spot a difficult-to-diagnose and sometimes life-threatening illness called chronic intestinal pseudo-obstruction. Short, for short, it's CIP. Dr. Schuster finds that 54% of CIP patients have an unusual fingerprint pattern called the digital arch configuration. In comparison, arch fingerprints appear in only 5 to 7% of the general population. He's, Dr. Schuster says a new diagnostic tool for CIP is desperately needed. The illness afflicts 50,000 Americans, I would have never known, and masquerades as an intestinal obstruction, thus a pseudo in CIP. Patients experience intense stomach pain, vomiting, nausea, and diarrhea alternating with constipation. But when surgeons go hunting for a blockage, they do not find one. That is because CIP stems from degeneration of the nerves or muscles that control the gastrointestinal system. And in some cases, it's an unknown cause. Why should an unusual fingerprint pattern be associated with gastrointestinal illness? We think there is a congenital linkage, said Dr. Schuster, which means the group of conditions is present at birth. The constellation of symptoms may be genetically linked or stemmed from environment factors that occur in utero. Primitive fingerprints appear during the 6th and 7th week of development in the womb and are completed by the 24th week and arise from a tissue similar to the one that forms the mitral valve and gut, says Dr. Gottlieb. But no one can be certain why the conditions often appear together. 
Next week, we will continue this fingertip segment. It's kind of a mystery, and we now know. Today, we have a segment from Dr. Mercola, one of my favorites, another one of my many favorites. There's a lot of researchers out there. I have a lot of favorites, but today it will be the link between sugar and depression. Studies have linked high sugar diets to a higher risk of depression and anxiety, showing low sugar diet is an important part of prevention and treatment of common mental health problems. Sugar increases your risk of depression by contributing to insulin and leptin, L-E-P-T-I-N resistance, suppressing BDNF, and affecting dopamine, damaging your mitochondria, and promoting chronic inflammation. Foods have an immense impact on your brain, and eating whole foods are the best way to support both your physical and mental health. There are all kinds of research on sugar and how bad it is for you. A 2016 study found a strong link between the high sugar diets, high glycemic foods such as processed foods, sweetened beverages, and refined grains, and depression in postmenopausal women. So be very careful how much sugar you have. How sugar raises your de- depression risk. It contributes to your insulin and leptin resistance in p- and impaired signaling which plays a significant role in mental health. It suppresses activity of the brain-derived neurotropic factor. It affects dopamine, as I've said before, damages your mitochondria. I know you know, you probably do not know much about your mitochondria, but you need to, which can have a body-wide effect from your mitochondria. And your inflammation promotes chronic inflammation and can... And your brain can get inflammation. So you really need to be careful. You really need to watch sugar, any kind of sugar. Know how to counter the effects of your sugar intake. If today is your, is your birthday, August 19th birthday, you are a charitable leader and loyal companion. You're very proud and self-centered. The boss can be bossy. You are known to speak your mind. Nonetheless, you have a potential that most people do not. You are sensitive and possibly misunderstood. You have a gift of reading people. You can exaggerate sometimes. You have good instincts. You're a charismatic lion. You attract other people. You dress up. They like you. You have a positive attitude. You're serious about life. You can make do with what you have and you can take a little or nothing and can build it into something desirable and useful. That is quite a trait, I would think. Remember, all people who are born this day have some of the same characteristics, all coming down the birth canal at the exact same minute, have some of the same characteristics. Now for the segment from Myers-Briggs Personality Inventory. Type is more than just a sum of the four preferences from the from the Myers-Briggs, like the ENTP. The four-letter EMTI type formula is a shorthand way of telling you about the interaction of your four mental functions 
and which ones you prefer to use first. This is called type dynamics, and it is an important part of understanding your MBTI results. Below are some of the basic facts about type dynamics. One preference has the most influence on you. This is called the dominant function. The next strongest preference is called the auxiliary function. It is important because it serves to support and bounce the dominant. The third strongest is the tertiary function. One preference is the least strong. This is the fourth function and called the inferior function. There is one preference each person tends to show first to the outside world. The eight function attitudes are expressed very differently in the inner and outer world. The middle two preferences are called the function pair. Over the course of your life, different preferences may emerge and be used more often as well as more easily. This is referred to as type development. And as we know, I always believe that we develop and mature over our lifetime and learn over our entire lifetime. When we have addictions, we do not develop as, as we would without the addiction. But once the addiction is controlled or over, the de- development, our development moves forward on its natural path. And that is me speaking because from watching addicted people in my family over a period of years. Build your own protocol for aging healthy, for dying healthy. You do not want to die of a disease. I don't want to die of a disease. I don't want you to die of a disease. You need to learn, love, and live and get that, write that protocol down for dying healthy. And this is the end of the podcast for What Does Life Expect From You? We will talk to you next week. Have a great week and smile.